Hello, everybody, and welcome back for episode 10 of Lady in Black. I'm Danielle. And I'm McKenna. I can't believe it's been 10 episodes. Yeah, that's crazy. It doesn't feel like it. It feels like it's been going forever, and also like we started it yesterday at the same time. Yeah. Weird feeling. Weird. It's only getting worse. Okay, so today we are going to head to the West Coast. We are going to drop down to good old California, um, specifically to San Jose, California, because we are going to be discussing what the fuck is happening at the famous Winchester Mystery House. So this house, I'm sure most of you listening have heard about it, but it is a historic home. It is like a architectural monstrosity. Have you seen pictures of it? I have. I've seen pictures of it. Um, so it's now owned and managed by the Winchester Investments LLC, and it is open to the public for tours. Um, so this entire house was created by Sarah Lockwood Party Winchester. Her husband was William Wirt Winchester, and he left her a large chunk of the Winchester Repeating Arms fortune when he died, which we'll get into in a minute. So Sarah was born in 1839 in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, and I could not find a concrete like birth month and day for her. There was one article that said it was September 1st, but everything else just said that she was born in 19 or 1839. So no, like... No, no. Concrete anything? No, I wanted to know her zodiac sign. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> but if we are going off of September 1st, she would have been a Virgo. I don't know what that means. My mom's a Virgo. Okay. I, I talk shit. She's not listening. She would never listen to this. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah. So she's she could have been a Virgo. Who fucking knows? She could have been any of the other signs because nobody knows when she was born. Um, but she was born to Sarah Burns and Leonard Pardee, um, and her dad ran the city, is it bathing house? Houses or bathing houses? There's for sure it's bathing. I like bathing. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, I should have looked up how to say that. I don't know why I didn't, but he ran whatever that was, um, until he became a Finnish carpenter, which ultimately led to them being like decently financially well to do. Um, and her father was, um, also like incredibly progressive for the time. So keep that in mind. Um, he was friends with a lot of abolitionists and free thinkers of that time period. So he was basically like friends with and aligned with the movement to end slavery. Okay. So just keep that in mind for Sarah's personality later. So she was incredibly smart. She learned four languages um, which was obviously English, Latin, French, and Spanish. And she was also extremely talented in musical composition, math, and science. So she was just like a little all-around star. Yeah, she just kind of did a little bit of everything. Yeah. So she was also super tiny. Um, she was only four foot ten, and she weighed about 95 pounds. That's tiny. Tiny. Um, and she was actually nicknamed... The Belle of New Haven, because she was also incredibly attractive. She had everything going for her. I know. Yeah, I mean, just all around. Package deal. Um, so on September 30th of 1862, Sarah married William Winchester, um, who was also from New Haven. And William's father, Oliver Winchester, was the current owner of Winchester Davies Shirt manuf Manufactory? Manufactory? Why can't I pronounce anything today? I don't know. And William was basically raised to take over the company. Um, but his father did decide to dive into the firearm business and soon took over the Volcanic Arms Company. And by 1866, he had established the Winchester Repeating Arms Company. And he sold his share in the Winchester Davies Shirt Company to be the secretary of Winchester repeating arms. So big old fucking 180 there. Yeah, seriously. Um, in June of 1866, Sarah did give birth to her and 
uh, William's first or first and only child, um, a daughter named Annie, but she was unable to process food, so she died of malnourishment six weeks later. And after that, Sarah just, like, refused to have any more children. I can't blame her. That's so sad. That's super traumatic. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, at that time, there there's no testing, there's no anything. You give birth, and you're like, oh my god, yay, perfect healthy baby. Oh. Yeah, something that you can't really even do anything about. Yeah. No. Um, so then, unfortunately, in March of 1881, William passed away from tuberculosis, which left 50% of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company to Sarah. So her portion of the company was worth about $20 million at that time. At that time? That time. That's so much money. Yeah. So she did set up the Winchester Chest Clinic in New ha- at New Haven Yale Hospital, which is still a thing, and it is now called the Winchester Center for Lung Disease. And she did that in memory of her husband. That's sweet. Yeah. Um, so she then decided she was going to move to California, literally other side of the fucking country, to be closer to some of her extended family and just to kind of like start fresh. So, in 1866, after she got to California, she purchased a 40-acre lot in San Jose, California that had an eight-bedroom farmhouse on it. That's massive. Yeah. I don't think you could find four acres in San Jose, California at this point. No, let alone with eight bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, then things get interesting. Um... Because until she passed away on September 5th of 1922, the house was under constant renovation. Like all the time? All the time. 365 days a year. I believe it was 24 hours a day. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. How are you ever sleeping? I'm just, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I can't. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. So, um... At the time of her death, the now Queen Anne Victorian home was comprised of 24,000 square feet, 10,000 windows, 2,000 doors, 160 rooms, which included 40 bedrooms. There was 52 skylights, 47 stairways, 47 fireplaces, 17 chimneys, 13 bathrooms, six kitchens, and at some point, three elevators. Oh, my gosh. So it cost her about $5 million to do, but when she was completed, the home was only worth 5000 Oh, my gosh. Um, so in today's money, it cost her over $70 million to build. No freaking way. Mm-hmm. That is so much... Oh my, 70 million. Yeah. I can't. I I can't can't even think of a $70 million house in the U.S., like, period. No. Like, new build, nothing. So much money. Yeah. Insane amount of money was spent on that shit. Um, so, before we get into, like, the theories about this house and about Sarah, we're gonna break apart the house a little bit. So, obviously, it was renovated for, like, 38 years. That made it the longest continuous home construction ever, and it is in the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, currently? Yes. So, the only time that it stopped was when, um, like, from when she bought it till when she died was after the 1906 earthquake. But it was a very brief period of time, and then they resumed again. So it was just, like, short pause. Everything went back to the same. Yep. Yeah. So what makes this house so fucking weird is not... It's not how big it is or the renovations or anything like that. It's the fact that most of the house makes no sense. There are stairways that end in ceilings. There's doors that open to walls. Some rooms have smaller rooms inside of them, 
and there's like a switchback staircase. It's fucking weird. Yeah, none of that makes sense. Like, it's super fucking weird. There's, um, the number 13 is also super prominent inside of the house. So, there's clearly 13 bathrooms, but I'm gonna know there was only one shower in all of those bathrooms. One singular shower. But she was like a hermit. Like, she was also... When she was there, she was pretty much... She lived alone, and she never really had guests over. She really would have only needed one fucking shower. True. I'm sure there was, like, bathtubs. Maybe. Yeah. But, yeah. So, all of the stairways had 13 steps. Most of the windows had 13 panes and had 13... There. Oh, and then there was 13 uh, ceiling panels in the entrance hallway... There were 13 hooks in her seance room, 13 overflow drain holes in the sink of the Hall of Fires. Her will had 13 parts. She signed it 13 times. And there's also a window that she designed in the house that has 13 amber and blue stones. That is a lot of 13s. And I, I'm sure that there's more. I'm sure if you just wandered around, you could find patterns of 13 in, like, everything. Yeah. So, between her bedroom and the seance room, there is actually a room that has no floor or ceiling. At all? At all. So, like, imagine an atrium in a building. That's so weird. And then take out the windows and add doors to it. That's so weird. It doesn't make sense at all. Nope. Super fucking weird. Um, so the construction workers that were hired, um, they legitimately stopped working mid-hammer when they found out about her death. Most of them left nails, like, half-hammered into the walls. So they just, like, dropped everything and left. Yep. Yeah. And then in 1975... Workers actually found a new room inside of the house. There wasn't a ton of other new rooms? This one is one that they'd never seen before. Okay. And mind you, 1922 is when she died. This is 1975. Okay, yeah. And they suddenly find another room that's over 50 years. Okay. Um, so they unlocked it. They entered. And they found a room. Completely forgotten. Just like... Had not been cleaned, nothing. Um, it had two chairs and a 1900s phonograph speaker. That was it. That was it? That was it. Hmm. So they believe that she forgot about that room and simply, like, built around it. Um, so there was a hidden safe inside of the ballroom that they did find. And when they got into it, there was just two locks of hair. One that they determined was probably, or knew, was William's hair. Um, and then the other was allegedly Annie's. So, I don't know about it being Annie's because she was a six-month-old baby. And I'm thinking about, like, my sister's baby. And I'm like, how would you... It would just be, like, little... It'd be like having cat hair. Yeah. There, it would be super hard to, like, keep track of it. Unless this kid was, like superhuman hair growth which like who knows true but i doubt it if she was malnourished yeah that wouldn't make sense i think it's i think it's suspicious it is a little bit yeah yeah so harry houdini who is obviously a very fascinating character not just like in the world of magic he's actually fascinating in the world of like the world as well which maybe we should do an episode on harry houdini at some point yeah, that would be super interesting. That would be super interesting. I'd be down for that. Um, so he visited the house after her, her death. Um, he went to a seance. He wanted to completely disprove the hauntings, and apparently he could not. At all. At all. Could not disprove it. Um, so on August 7th of 1974, the Winchester Mystery House was named a landmark. So it is now fully protected from, like, alterations. 
Um, it is also believed to be one of the most haunted places in America, um, especially on like the third floor. So really quick, before we dive into these insane theories on this house, I'm going to note that this house was allegedly the inspiration for the haunted mansion at Disneyland. Really? Yeah. Huh. I saw that in a couple articles and I was like, I never fucking knew that. No, I didn't either. That's so cool though. Yeah. It's I fascinating. Fucking, I was like in second grade when I went to Disneyland and I only remember the haunted mansion. Of course Nobody's surprised, but like. <laughs> Nobody is surprised. Okay. So let's get into the theories as to possibly why Sarah did this. They're, these are just theories. Nobody knows, but everybody has, they have like speculated. They've like guessed. So the first two theories are the boring theories. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to get those out of the way. So theory, they're not necessarily boring. They're just not as interesting. They're boring. So theory number one, she wanted to re relive happy times from when her and her husband built their first house, like, or built their only house in New Haven together. Okay. So some historians believe that she was simply just trying to repeat that to make it feel like she wasn't completely alone anymore. Okay. So, like, maybe, but also, like, that seems excessive. Yeah, that's really excessive if that's your goal. Yeah. Yeah. So theory number two is that she was just, like, extremely generous um and so by because like by building this house constantly she was employing a shit ton of carpenters and a bunch of servants to like clean the house and upkeep the interior and stuff um so it is known that she paid them two or three times what the normal rate for their work was so it was essentially her way to like disperse some of her massive fortune while keeping people employed and like paid well. So like, I think that that could have been a facet given how she was raised. I don't think that was her reasoning. Yeah, it would, it wouldn't really make sense if that was her sole reasoning, but it definitely could have been like part of it to some extent. Yeah. Like if she grew up with a more like progressive father who was an abolitionist, he probably, like, I don't know. Like, it just, it makes perfect sense that she would have been essentially raised and conditioned to treat her staff well. Yeah. Incredibly well. Incredibly well. And so, like, I mean, everybody that worked for her was going to be making sometimes triple what they would make working for anybody else. Yeah, and it just kind of, con I'm sure she got into a point where she had, like, the same people all the time. So, like, I do think that her contractors rotated a little bit because she didn't, she was not giving them, like, they didn't have, like, a blueprint day dot. She was changing shit constantly. Yeah. So, like, I think it could have just been, like, clearly she was charitable. Maybe this was just, like, her way of, like, giving out charity without, but, like, still giving people something to do. Yeah. Like, she wasn't just giving them free money. They still had to work for it. Right, and they still but had then, to, like, do decent work. But then they just got, like... It's just, like, a, she was just a nice fucking person. Yeah. And she was just generous, but she wanted to teach the value of, like, hard work, but also wanted to help people. Yeah. It's the perfect way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, they're both believable in their own ways. I just don't think that either of them could be her sole reason. Yeah, I think there's more to either one of those. Yeah. I just, like, I can't get behind, like, oh, yep, it's that one. Like. Yeah, I agree. There's something else. Those could have been underlying factors. It could have been why she started. Who knows? So, theory three. This is when things get, like, a little more intense. So this theory claims that she was acting um, on the advice of a medium who supposedly channeled her husband and told her that he requested her to build a home with enough rooms for all of the souls of those who had died because of a Winchester rifle. So it's believed that she added the interior facing windows, doors that opened walls, staircases that led to literally nothing, 
to, like, confuse the spirits and keep them away from her. So, definitely spicier yeah, than definitely. the previous two theories combined. Yes, yeah, definitely spicier and definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Yeah. I don't think it's the theory that I believe, though, but we will we'll talk about that at the end. Okay. So, theory four is that she was mentally unstable and felt extreme guilt because of the money that she was making from guns that literally took people's lives. And that was just, like, too much for her, and she snapped. And then part of, like, the reasoning that people have for this is that she slept in different rooms all the time to keep the spirits away from her. Like, she had a room that was, like, her room, but then she would rotate through the 40 rooms and she would never sleep in the same room twice in a row. So theory five is that she was legitimately haunted by someone or some ones who had died because of the Winchester rifle and that she like had the seance room to communicate with them to determine what they wanted. And she built rooms for whoever came through and like requested them. There's one more that we're going to talk talk about. There's a lot of theories, but there's one more we're going to talk about. Theory six. It is similar to theories four and five, but this theory is that she was building the house um, to keep those spirits confused and away from her, and that the number 13 was used to ward off all of the evil spirits that were plaguing her. So, like, she wasn't building it for them. She wasn't... Um, like mentally unstable she knew that she or she knew or felt that she was cursed so therefore she built this house to try to make sure that they couldn't catch her yeah I don't know I I do not believe theory four at all just because of people that have people spoke about her at the time and even, like, up to the time that she died and nobody thought she was mentally unstable. They all thought she was very nice. They all thought she was, you know, maybe a little weird, but, like, they didn't think she was crazy. Yeah, I mean, and with the education that she had and how many things academically that she was good at, I can't really see being unstable. I mean, unless she was, like, schizophrenic. But that usually develops in your... Um, like, I think it's like mid to late 20s around that time. She wouldn't have developed that suddenly so late in her life. In her yeah. life. I don't know. I am torn. I'm torn. On what? <laughs> On like what I think my theory is. What do you, what do you, what is the theory that you think is the most plausible? And it could be a combination. Yeah. Um... I I don't really like like we said before I don't really think one of the first two would be one that I I think is like the sole reason. Um but I definitely think that probably two theories would make the most sense, 5 and 6. Okay. If she did this on behalf of a the advice of a medium, it seems interesting to me that she would then Allegedly, that medium was in Boston. Why would you move? I don't know. It seems... I don't think she was stupid enough to, like, listen to a medium one time, pack up all of her shit, haul ass across the country, and then do this. Yeah. Unless her grieving state, like, broke her after her husband died. But, like, I don't... I don't... I just, like, don't really know if I believe that she went to those extremes on the advice of, like, one medium. Yeah. If it was, like, she met with 47 mediums and they all told her the same thing, maybe. Not just one. Not just one. Um, I don't believe she was mentally unstable and, like, snapped and went crazy. I don't. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I... Don't necessarily know if she was legitimately being haunted by something or if she was like super grief stricken 
and she just had like so much guilt about it that she thought that she had like basically like convinced herself she was cursed because people can do that yeah people if things start going wrong in their life they can just like essentially psychosomatically convince themselves that they're cursed there's something wrong but like the seance room gets me the fact that she had a seance room I almost wonder if she, sorry, I like gather my train of thought perfectly. If she like believed that she was cursed because of like the amount of guilt that she felt. So then she started like seeking out the other side in apology and then was like, let me build you somewhere for you to go since you're stuck here. Yeah. Potentially because of, you know. Me, essentially. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's such a weird fucking thing to do. Yeah, I I don't know if I would ever... It just it doesn't make enough sense for me to be like, yeah, that's something I would do. No. I don't know. I... It's so... It's such a fucking confusing thing because I'm like, is she trying to hide from all of the spirits and that's why she did this? Or was she trying to build a home for them on the physical plane? Just trying to be nice. Like, I don't fucking know. I, Nobody yeah, I fucking know. knows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, now that we're still thoroughly confused on that and don't know what the fuck's happening, let's talk about the paranormal claims. Okay. So, someone was shooting videos inside of the house at one point. Then later, when they were editing, they saw on their footage that when they were in the basement, there was, like, a weird ripple effect in the middle of the shot. But, like, right before and right after the movement, it's not there. And they kind of described this ripple as though somebody was walking in circles around them. Or, like, in front of them. Weird. Super weird. I would love to see that. Yeah. Love to see that. So... People frequently report seeing and hearing somebody walk up the stairs that end in the wall. Um, so they'll, like, go up there to look at it, and there's nobody up top. At all? At like, all. No one? There's, like, nobody. And, like, you can't... They couldn't walk back out. Right. Like, that staircase is, like, yeah. Interesting. Super weird. Um, so a staff member was inside of Sarah's bedroom, and she heard a noise from the dressing room that was next to it. And she was like, I know that those cabinet cabinet doors were closed. So she went into the room to see, like, what was happening. And all three of the cabinet doors were open. And she said that those doors were, like, incredibly difficult to open. And there was no way that somebody could have opened them all before she walked in. Um, and she then did check anywhere somebody could have, like, hidden or, like, ran out. And she was completely alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the third floor apparently has a different feel than the rest of the house. Um, it's not fully accessible to tours. There's parts of it that you can't go into. Um, but that's where her servants lived. So apparently on that floor specifically, you can't hear anything else. Like, silent up there. Dead silent. And, um... A lot of people claim that it just feels very heavy and isolated. I mean, yeah, if you can't hear anything, anything, any, you know, coming from anywhere yeah. else. And I don't know if that's, like, architecturally she designed it so that you couldn't hear anything or if there's something going on up there. I don't know. So the most commonly reported, like, paranormal occurrence is the apparition of a shadow human-shaped figure. So... A lot of people have kind of like a what the fuck was that moment and then they're like that's like there's like kind of what we had when we were at the Slade house in Virginia City of just like what what was that what was that nothing. It's, it's nothing there's nothing there um and so shadowy shadow people are um purported to just be seen roaming around corners, walking down long hallways, and they'll just, like, appear in the windows. Just, like, instantly kind of appear. Mm -hmm. 
Like you'll be walking and you'll see something like turn the corner, but there's nobody there. Or you'll turn down a long hallway and you'll see something walking down the hallway. There's nothing there. Or you'll be outside and see something like appear in the window. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so a number of employees and a few visitors have claimed to have crossed paths um, with a man named Clyde. So Clyde has a mustache and is sometimes seen pushing a wheelbarrow to the basement or trying to repair the fireplace in the ballroom. Um, a lot of people have described him like to management like, quote, we really like the actor who was repairing the ballroom fireplace wearing white overalls and a Victorian bowler hat. And then management's like, we didn't hire an actor. There's nobody. There's nobody there. So the worker in this photo on the far right with the mustache and the like overalls and the, hat. And the Victorian hat was... A worker there, and his name was Clyde. Really? Um, could be him. Yeah. So there's also people will get like gentle tugs of shirts or like their skirts during tours. Um, and one of their longtime maintenance workers, his name's Denny, said that after entering the water tower, he heard the patter of like footsteps upstairs. So he went up there to be like, hey, you can't, you can't go up there. Like, that's the third floor. Like, he just figured somebody broke in. Mm -hmm. Somebody was just doing their thing. So he would try to follow it, but the footsteps would always be, like, either one step in front of him or, like, one floor above him. And he finally ended up on the roof or by the roof and, like, at the access to the roof. There was nobody. There was nobody in sight. Nobody was up there. At all? At all. So, in the ballroom, organ music is heard, but the organ doesn't work. Like, at all? At all. It does not work at all. It doesn't make any sound. No. If you hit all of the keys at the same time, not, a, not you'll hear the bang of the key hitting, like, the wood. But, but not no, actual any no. sound from the organ itself. Nope. So, people have also seen mist-like figures and orbs throughout the property. And a lot of people have caught EVPs of male voices. So, clearly not Sarah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, of course, my favorite person on the planet, Sir Bagel Bites. <laughs> Did he go there? Zach Baggins went there. Okay. Um, it's season... Five, episode eight if you want to go check it out but I will say I could not find it on Discovery Plus I don't know if I was just stupid and missed it like couldn't read but I could not find it on Discovery Plus so I did have to pay for it on Amazon Prime so if you're trying to watch it hopefully you can find it on Discovery Plus yeah um so they heavily push the theory that she thought she was cursed because of the spirits that died in the Winchester, like died by Winchester rifles, and that a Boston psychic told her that the death and of William and Annie were because of the spirits. So that's their theory. That's the only theory that they discuss. Basically, a Boston psychic was like, hi, the death of your husband and daughter were because of ghosts from the Winchester rifles, and she was also guilty about it. Yeah. I can't believe that's the only one they cover, though. I mean, I'm sure they did it based, like, because of time. Yeah, probably. But, yeah. I mean, it's also Zach Baggins. He's going to pick the most dramatic thing he can think of. That's true. That's true. That's pretty fucking dramatic. Mm -hmm. I mean, in media in general, like, if you guys have ever seen the movie Winchester, that is, like, super... They stick with the, like, man was seeing ghosts kind of situation, and she was building... They went on, like, a thing that she was, like, recreating the rooms in which people died by Winchester rifles, which is not true at all. That was, like, the route that they took. She was, like, crazy. Okay. She herself was a medium kind of thing. So, not... I mean, if nobody fucking knows, they're going to pick the most dramatic theory possible, naturally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it gets people to watch it, and it sounds like a good story. 
she could have had a perfectly logical reason that nobody has thought of. Oh, yeah. Perfectly logical. Who knows? So while they're just doing like their little tour walkthrough, chat with people, whatever, um, they're on the switchback stairs. And the guy that they're talking to does tell them that people that are on the stairs constantly feel like nauseous and uncomfortable and they feel like their heart rate is increasing. It could be paranormal. However, those stairs look like a mind fuck. Absolutely they do. The way that like you have to crouch in areas, that's going to fuck with anybody's equilibrium. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to throw you off so quick. And like Zach at one point mentions he feels like he's on a boat and I'm like, yeah, it's not paranormal. It's the effect of a very odd environment on the human body. Yeah, and one that you're never going to be used to. You've never, like, your body's never seen it before. Yeah, it's just going to fuck with your balance. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to call bullshit on that one. Um, So, in the ballroom, they do catch, like, a quick female laugh on a digital recorder. It kind of sounds like they turned on the recorder when the person was already laughing. Okay. It's, like, tail end, I think. Um, So... Then there is, like, a clear voice that comes through that says, Nick. Like, very clearly it's Nick? It's clearly Nick. Okay. Which Nick is one of his guys. So, they then take a photo of Nick in Sarah's bedroom with a goddamn Winchester rifle. They brought, like, three or four Winchester rifles into the home of the woman who was allegedly guilt-ridden as fuck because of Winchester rifles. I mean... The disrespect. Yeah, the absolute disrespect. God, if I get to come back as a ghost and somebody brings in something I hate, I'm I'm, I'm going to scare the fuck out of them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm going to make them think I'm a demon mm-hmm. and run out of there screaming. Yes. Like, go fuck yourself. Yeah, which absolutely is kinda, not. Which is kind of what they did, but yeah. we'll get into that. So, they take this photo of him holding a gun. And they catch a ball of light in the photo in front of him. So they do try to recreate it, but they can't. They can't. It's not like a glare off a window. Um, it's not... I'm assuming it's probably... It can't really be from a car. They're on, like, one of the upper floors. Um, there's people in the room. Nobody physically saw a ball of light. It's just in the photo. Just in the photo. Okay. So they set up a satellite network between Bobby Mackey's, which is on the list of places to cover... The old Washoe Club and the Winchester House. The Washoe Club will also cover. But they decide they are going to tell the spirits at Bobby Mackey's, the demons at Bobby Mackey's, and the Washoe Club to travel to the Winchester House via this fucking satellite radio wave bullshit network that they have created. Essentially, they are trying to make a portal inside of the Winchester house that is directly linked to two of the most fucked up haunted places in the U.S. No way. That was perfect timing for thunder. If you guys can hear it, I'm sorry. There's magically going to be a thunderstorm that I didn't know was in the forecast. Um. <laughs> okay. So, this is great. Uh, okay. Are you scared? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Oh, McKenna's afraid of thunder. And I'm telling you about ghosts. I'm so sorry. This is horrible. This is your worst nightmare. Okay, okay, we're almost done. We're almost done. I promise you. So, so they set this whole shit show up. And almost immediately, they lose connection with the Washoe Club. Like, all connection like, with them? It, they have everybody up. Everybody's been up for a minute. Zach says, like, two words. So their screens go black. They lose connection. They can't see, like, neither one neither of them can, one can see. see each other. Nope. Broken. Done. Wow. And, like, we'll get into what they say happened after, like, later on. But, like, I mean, they had their own camera set up in there for themselves. Yeah. So, um, Joshua, who is this, their experimental host... Starts getting, like, weird signals on his equipment. Like, these this radio wave. I don't even fucking know. I could not follow what they were saying. No, I could It was... It's too much science. Um, essentially, he starts getting some, like, weird signals on his equipment. 
And then Aaron starts feeling cold breezes like and cold spots immediately. So they pull out an EMF and they note a seven degree temperature drop. Seven degrees? Yes. So they like, pull it out, they get the temperature, and within just like a couple minutes, it goes down seven degrees. That's quite a bit. That's pretty, that's a lot. That's a lot fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the guys at Bobby Mackey's then get two growls. Those were pretty... They're growls. Yes, they're absolutely growls. They're fucking growls. And then a voice comes through saying what they think says, I hate Nick. Personally, I thought it sounded more like, I hate you. I agree. It was... it. I mean, if you listen, you can kind of maybe hear Nick, but I thought you was what it said initially. Yeah. It sounded more like... Even the first two times I heard... I hate you before I ever heard, but I was like, I heard the I hate Nick as I was staring at the screen saying, I hate Nick. Yeah. So the Bobby, one of the Bobby Mackey's investigators then gets touched and a child's voice comes through saying, Hey, you. And that one's. And Zach hears it and it is a child's voice. So personally, I don't think it said, Hey, you. I think it said, Hey, Nick. So you think that one said that hey one? Nick. I think said "Hey Nick." There sounded like a K at the end of it, okay. whereas the first one didn't sound. It didn't have it. There was no K sound. It sounded more like "you." Okay, but that one to me sounded more like "Hey Nick." Yeah, I think I would agree with you. Yeah. So, Zach then asks the spirits of at Bobby Mackey's to come to the Winchester house, and then immediately they hear whispering. Like, around them? I think, I think it's, yeah. I think it was, um, they did, like, right there. So, the Washoe Club has disconnected. So, they pull out EVP recorders, and they say, they ask, did you guys have anything to do with this? And there's a clear-as-day reply saying, yeah. Yeah, that one was really clear. It was just like, yeah. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Fucking eerie. So Aaron, as always, (laughs) poor Aaron, he immediately starts feeling super uncomfortable and a voice comes through it from Bobby Mackey's saying, Aaron. Poor Aaron. Yeah, this poor man. (laughs) Poor Aaron. So Bobby Mackey's then gets movement right where they, right at the same time when they hear a thump at the Winchester house right behind them. And then the REM pod that's inside of the seance room goes off. Jeez. So it's... Whatever they're trying to do, I don't know if they're, like, succeeding in that, but they're doing something. Yeah, something's happening. They're doing something. Um, So the Washoe Club then is able to reconnect, and they kind of tell them everything that went down on their end. So they're kind of talking, and Aaron walks off and starts talking shit to whatever's there. Um, and he tells the Ghost Adventures crew he just wants to be alone. So last time this happened was at Bobby Mackey's, and it was not good for Aaron. So then the people at Bobby Mackey's catch an EVP after they asked if something just went after him, and it's a female voice that says, he told me. He told me. Which he was talking shit. Yeah, he absolutely was. So he keeps talking shit and telling it to show its face over there and calling it what I assume was an evil piece of shit because <laughs> it just said evil piece of bleep. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was evil piece of shit. And then Bobby Mackey's gets an EVP saying, Aaron, you're an ass. <laughs> that's hilarious. And it's like pretty fucking clear. If that's what it said, they're not wrong. They're he was being wrong. an ass. He's like, you're an evil piece of shit. You're an ass. Like, yeah, what a great comeback. Yes. So they decide to call it. Um, and then later on, like, things are just getting... So th- shit's just kind of popping off a little too much. They're like, we need to fucking stop. Like, this is getting a little too out of hand. And they end up stopping the episode about that same time because then Zach gets super, like, sick, feels weird, whatever. He's like, I gotta go. I can't do this. And he found out that at the exact same time that that happened... His grandma had passed away. Yeah. 
Which is so sad. Super sad, but also very interesting that they caught that on camera. He didn't know what the fuck was happening. Yeah, he had no idea. He had no idea. He just didn't feel good. And then he found out the next morning she had died at the exact same time. Yeah. So that's super eerie. And then they talk about Melissa, who was one of the girls of Bobby Mackey's. So 10 days after they did this whole, like, triangle investigation situation, she went to Bishop James Long, who is um, obviously with the Catholic Church. Apparently he is, like, an actual trained exorcist. And she went to him um, because of a demon attachment that she had gotten at Bobby Mackey's. She apparently had had it for a minute from previous times of being in there, but that set it off when she went back and they did that. It just, like, ramped it up. Yeah, so she had to get... I mean, they say she got an exorcism. She did not get an exorcism. She was, like, got a cleansing. Which is still a little bit intense. Yeah. Yeah. She was apparently getting, like, super aggressive, having horrible nightmares. Which I just, oh, I can't wait to cover Bobby Mackey's. Yeah, that... It's going to be, like, a two-hour episode. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. So that's kind of where they cut it with Winchester. I'm a little... I wish that they would have gone back and actually just done an investigation of the Winchester because I'm curious if they would have gotten anything. Because that just, that whole episode, yeah, like, a couple things happened there. But they were so, like, Bobby Mackey's was the star of the show. Yeah, for the most they part. They popping the fuck off. Mm-hmm. So that makes me think that whatever is the, at the Winchester house, it's not, it's not, like, demonic. It's not evil. Right. Or else it would have been popping off. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if it, if she was holding a bunch of seances there, she could have opened a door mm-hmm. that she did not close. And nobody has since closed. So they very well could have some spirit activity. They could have some things that walk in and out. I don't think it's like a portal to hell. There's no demon activity, I don't think. No. It just sounds like maybe some things crawl in and out occasionally. And then, or it's like residual. Yeah. I don't know. There could be some intelligent, but... I think that there's residual energy from the house and I think she probably opened a door that she never closed and that it could just be like a pass through for other spirits. Yeah, I agree. They're just kind of coming in and out whenever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, nothing really seems like super intelligent where, you know, it's going to be anything demonic. No, like with how many psychics have been in there and stuff, like if they had some like crazy ghost... They would have picked up on it. I would have... there. Yeah, there would be a lot of coverage for that. Yeah. Like, realistically, there's only one spirit that they even have, like, a name for. And yeah. that's Clyde. But he just seems residual. He's working. Yeah, I mean, he's not doing anything that... No, he's repairing a fireplace. He's carrying things to the basement in a wheelbarrow like he would have. When he was working there, yeah. When he was working. That was his fucking job. He's just... Just, yeah, I don't know. I'm like, maybe you can see him so clearly because of the design in the home. True. I don't know. Yeah, it's just so weird. It's a very weird property. Like, there's just so much that goes into it. It could be completely not haunted, not anything, but it makes, it fucks your mind. Because it's a labyrinth. You yeah. get lost in there in like two seconds. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. And you just There's no like... floor plan. She was just tossing shit on willy-nilly. It was like Bozeman High School. <laughs> <laughs> the rat maze. Yeah, seriously. I mean, just like throwing things whenever she thought of it type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's one of the few cases and like haunted locations that I cannot form a solid opinion on. Yeah, I don't think I can either. There's just so many things going on there that just, like, even just not not ever being at the house, but just talking about it, it's just, like, you get so confused. You get so confused. 
Maybe she was just a goddamn genius and wanted to mind fuck people for all of eternity as her last joke. Which she's doing fantastic at. 10 out of 10, girly. 10 out of 10. Yeah. You really, you really got that one <laughs> down. I want, I want to go. I want to go. I want to go on one of the tours. And I want to see if there's... Because, like, personally, I can tell if it's myself or if there's something going on. Yeah. I can pretty easily determine, am I just spooked or am I uncomfortable because I know something or because of the environment that I'm in? Or is there something going on? Right. So I kind of want to go and, like, feel it out. Kind of just see for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, there's been a couple locations that I've gone to that are, like, there's one location that I've been in that Zach has investigated. And, like, I truly, I don't, I don't think anything was there. Really? I don't think anything was there. I think knowing the history and the way it is a dilapidated, dilapidated building. It looks terrifying. And it's an old brothel. And you know what happened in brothels. You know how many people died in brothels. So, like, I think it's just a mindfuck inside of that place. So I wonder if the Winchester house is the same thing. There's nothing there. It's just a mindfuck. Yeah, that makes you think that something's there constantly. Yeah. I don't know. You guys are going to have to let us know what you think because I would love to hear other theories because I don't fucking know. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't even know where to... Where to kind of no. start? <laughs> no. Yeah. You guys are going to have to reach out. You can send us a message on our Instagram, which is at Lady in Black Podcast. You can send us an email to uh, Lady in Black Pod at gmail.com. Or you can go to our website, which is uh, Lady in Black Podcast.com. Yeah. We would love to know what you think. If you have any suggestions or any personal stories. We would also love to see those. And this has been Lady in Black.